Hola, mi amigos. This is Brett Weiniger, and this is another Bravo Bite. So, Charlie and I continue to improve together our health and our mental well-being. At the same time, we didn't forget that area out there where we found her at, and we made multiple passes through looking for other dogs that had been dropped or deserted or actually left, had been shot and left for dead out there. Found quite a few, and I was making a pass through there one day, and I saw a flash of white disappearing into the bushes and went back and kept going back and kept going back and found a a white female boxer slash pit mix. I'm really not sure what she was, but very, very shy. And she was located at a bridge, just living underneath the bridge about a mile from where we've had found Charlie. So I took it upon myself to try to catch her, and it took weeks of cajoling. I would put food out, go back, but evidently somebody else was putting food out as well. Somebody else had seen her, and they weren't as patient as I was, obviously. So I could tell when they had been back in there that I would, about the time I'd get her where she'd come to me, they would, somebody else would evidently try to make a grab for her. And that'd make her skittish again. I'd have to start from start from zero. And this ranged over an area of probably half mile radius from this bridge that she tended to hang out at. So one day it was a hot January, uh, not January. It was July, right after July fourth or July fifth, around 2015, and I I got her to come close to me. And she, but she wouldn't come within ten feet. She kept kept a radius there. And she um, so I I was playing on my phone and I was looking at videos and I was um, I'm a huge Steve Ray Vaughn fan from way back. He even died on my birthday. It like crushed me. But anyway, I was listening to some Stevie Ray on my on a YouTube video or something on my phone and. I looked over and actually I just laid down on the ground because I was just tired of sitting there and I looked over and this dog was within arm's reach, but I knew better than to, uh, you know, snatch for her. I wasn't going to do a snatching grab, but what I, what, what I guess what I left out was the fact that during this time I was posting about this on Charlie's Facebook page and didn't realize that there were people all over the world setting their alarm clocks, I think like in Italy and places like that, for the latest update, had I caught this dog. So I had a slip leash and just casually just reached over there and slipped it over her neck. And and that was pretty much that. And I thought she had had a collar on because I saw like a medallion or something hanging from her neck and it, it wasn't a medallion. It was a dog tick that was so swollen. It looked like a, like a big gray or silver medallion. So she was just completely covered up with ticks and all this, but she was in much better shape than Charlie. So I picked her up, got her loaded in the car. We headed home. And by the time she got home to the Casa, she was as she was a, a transformed dog. Alex went out there the next day and spent half a day, it seemed like, picking all the ticks off her. And we named her Stevie May after Stevie Ray Vaughn is what I was listening to when I caught her. Or she caught me, rather. So anyway, 
her story became as she became about as popular on Charlie's page as, as Charlie was. And even with me, I remember it, it kind of hurt me because Charlie had kind of, you know, really caught the public imagination at that time. And so did Stevie. And I, even Zach had said that if there hadn't been a Charlie, Stevie would, would, would be the new Charlie. Cause she was like, she was a lot more chill than Charlie is. Charlie's more rambunctious and go, go, go. Which Stevie was the, the yin to Charlie's yang, if you will, a black and white dog. And they were just absolutely phenomenal together. And she was a totally just, I mean, just incredibly loving dog. And she was great. Had one janky eye, kind of looked off to the left. You couldn't really tell if she was looking at you or not. But she turned into one of the best dogs ever for a short time. Then one day, it was on a weekend, she started experiencing, you could tell she was having problems with her stomach. And I I thought she had got into some maybe some rat poison or maybe some, I didn't know. But it was a weekend, no vets were open, and it wasn't critical enough that, that, that uh, for a trip to the emergency room, she just looked like she was a little bit uncomfortable. So by the time Monday rolled around, she was fine, and I never thought much about it until so she went through that whole next week just totally fine, and then Saturday, the whole cycle began anew. And Saturday night or Saturday morning, she was, she started, started moving slow and you could tell she had, you know, abdominal pain, but it still wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad. Well, about midnight that night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, she started, she started to get, you could tell she was in distress. And I thought, I thought, well, I'll take her as soon as, you know, we'll take her first thing in the morning. I'll take her to the emergency clinic and we'll see what's what. That morning, starting to get up, and the daylight was coming up, and I think I was even working on a on a Charlie Bravo post for the Facebook page or whatever. And Stevie came in there and nudged my hand, and I started petting the back of her head, and she licked me three times and fell over dead. So I, you know, she wasn't totally gone at that time. So I ran to get Joanne. And by the time we got back, she was gone. I mean, I was crushed. So, but what are you going to do? So I took the shovel. I feel like over the, over the years of having as many dogs as we've had around here, I I should become a doggy coroner. But, um, so we took her out in the backyard. It was a beautiful Sunday morning. All the other dogs were romping and frolicking around, but for once, I think Charlie could even sense that that something was awry, and Charlie stayed right there by me as I I buried Stevie out in the backyard. Then I was faced with the question of what do I do? Do I post this? Do I tell this story as horrible as it is? And it. You know, because, you know, a lot of people at that time had started coming to the house here to meet Charlie and meet the other dogs. And if they showed up and they say, hey, where's where's Stevie? And then I have to tell the story again and again and again. 
So I decided that, and Charlie's, you know, the whole purpose of her page at the time was to be a source of good news, a source of a reprieve, an oasis from the negativity on the on the web, all the other social media sites that all they want to talk about is, you know, this dog being abused or this political thing going on over here and all these things that, it's, man, I was sick of at the time. And I was like, I'm just not going to post any of that. But this was bad news of a different order. And it became, all of a sudden I was like, well, am I the dad? And I guess I am. And the dad sometimes has to, of this particular casa, has to share the bad news with the family. You got to sit down around the um, around the kitchen table and say, "Hey, fam, this is what it, it is. What it is. This is how it went down." So I posted it out there, and it was one of the hardest posts I've ever done. Is you know telling telling the story of the death of Stevie when I really didn't even have any details. We're really not sure to this day what caused her to pa- to pass so quickly, unless. We have heard of a you know a thing since then called the bloat, where sometimes wide bo- wide bodied dogs like pits and boxers and and you know Boston terriers or thing you know, wide bodied thick bodied dogs have a tendency to have their their intestines get somehow twisted up. I'm really not sure even now today, but didn't really seem like it didn't do any good to dwell on that. So there wasn't no change in it. So anyway, that was the start of. Charlie's page and Charlie's story being full disclosure. We tell the good and we tell the bad because life is, you know, well, it's, I would say it's, 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 there's good and there's, and then there's not so good or there's enjoyable and then there's not so enjoyable, but nothing is, is ever really bad because what's the old saying? There's nothing as bad as worrying about it. But, um, so that's, that was our, that was kind of a turning point. And to this day, that's been about six or seven years ago, and people still still remember Stevie. And she wasn't here for, I mean, maybe six months, maybe if that. But it seemed like one of you know, there's been there's there's certain special dogs that come through your life, and usually those dogs have had time to become special. But with Stevie, she she didn't need that time. She had the time. She she was special from the first day. The first transformation, it may have been that the fact that we had to try so long and hard to catch her, but then we got home, we got her home, and she just totally assimilated, just bam, right off the bat. So this episode is d- devoted to the memory of Stevie, Stevie May. We won't forget, and... I don't know what else I I don't even know what else I can say about that without getting emotional. But I'm not going to get emotional because she was a great dog. She served her purpose, and you know we we all have a purpose, and she she showed it as well as any. So until next time, you'll hear us on the road. <laughs>